Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Do you want to become the master of your own mind? Then I have something for you that was made to help you do just that. Mind Your Hero was founded with one goal in mind, to empower others to become the hero of their life. Mind Your Hero offers a number of helpful products, including wellness journals and a course to help you become the master of your thoughts. They ship both locally and internationally, so no matter where you find yourself, you will be able to become your own hero. Visit mindyourhero.com now to take back the power of your life. Good morning, everybody. It's me, 6 Minute Abs here. And today I've got with me one of my friends, Kylie Ann Bowers. Say hi, Kylie. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? Good, thanks. So Kylie is an NLP coach, and she's going to talk us through everything that NLP involves and how it can help you as a person. So let's get straight to it. So Kylie, are you always an NLP coach? So firstly, thank you for having me on your podcast. Super, super honored. Um, so yes, let's dive straight into NLP. No, I actually come from an interior architecture background. And I know the two seem completely different, um, but I've always been interested in psychology and especially the psychology of space. So how I explain it to people now is that instead of designing spaces to allow people to have a user experience, which affects their internal structure, which is their internal world, I'm now helping people design their internal world so that they can experience space in a different way. So um, did when you decided to go into NLP coaching, did Mind Your Heroes start immediately with that or where did the brand begin? What sparked the, the idea behind Mind Your Hero? So I actually didn't know about NLP coaching when I started Mind Your Hero, which is quite funny. Um, I feel like NLP found me, but basically I embarked on an adventure called Mad to Run, which is running across South Africa from Johannesburg to Cape Town for like eight days and then on the, the ninth day you do two oceans half marathon and I came what? back from that experience yeah <laughs> you basically have to do a half marathon minimum for eight days in a row um and that experience was just life-changing and I wasn't really a runner to begin with so for me I know that I got there like yes I did training and I eat correctly and I did everything that was in my control but I also know that my mindset is what got me there and I came back from that experience really wanting to teach people the power of mindset and having been through a whole journey of my own like inner work going to psychology doing all of those things I believe that I had been gifted with all of these different experiences so that I could have the mind power to run to Cape Town and I didn't know where to start because I wasn't a qualified psychologist and I wasn't a neuroscientist, which I knew a lot about because that's what's 
work was really um, piquing my interest at the time. But I didn't have time to go study neuroscience for 10 years to become a neuroscientist. So I tried to find a different modality to help people strengthen their mindsets and kind of have exercises and tools. And that's where the journal started. So first, first was the journals and then it snowballed into something much bigger. Okay, that's amazing. So would you consider yourself a life coach, a lifestyle coach, or a mindset coach, or are they one and the same? So I would consider myself a mindset coach. So generally, and I mean, life coaching in itself is such a big umbrella because there's so many different facets to it, and there's so many different things or modalities that a person could study to go into coaching. So how I view it and I mean, there's a lot of life coaches out there that do exactly what I do. So how I view it, though, is that life coaching allows you to get from a good mental space to the next level version of yourself in life. And they do that through a variety of different tools, but they help you go forward. Whereas mindset coaching, I have to sometimes go backwards in a person's life to break through limiting beliefs that they may have picked up from a young age, break through those in order for a person to move forward. So we're always getting the person to move forward. How we do that, though, may differ. So I definitely do a lot of mindset stuff. I work mostly with the subconscious mind. Um, that's what NLP basically allows you to do. It allows you to work with the subconscious mind as opposed to the conscious mind. So um, for everybody who doesn't know, NLP actually stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, right? Correct. Okay. So is it really, really possible to reprogram your mind and your thought patterns? Like I thought that you were born just with that kind of ingrained in you. You know, I thought your thoughts came with you from like get go. So yes, um, between the ages of zero and seven, you're definitely forming your model of the world. You're definitely, you know, experiencing life, um, looking at your parents for answers and forming your thoughts, your beliefs, your identity and all of that. But you can 100% change it. And that's where the power of NLP comes in. So how I like to view it is because a lot of people don't understand what NLP or even neuro-linguistics programming, they, you say that to people and they're like, what? So I like to explain it in a very simple metaphor. Um, if you are a Ferrari, you are a beautiful car, you have infinite potential, but right now your wiring is just misfiring. So your windscreen wipers are actually turning on your hooter and your hooter is turning on your headlights. And as an NLP practitioner, I'm actually your Ferrari mechanic that is a is or electrician rather who is able to go into your wiring just comb it out and just make sure that everything is plugging in the way it should be um according to you so i can help you put the hooter on as the hooter the headlights on as the headlights and just make sure that all your wiring is right and you can 100 percent change how you think how you act how you behave it, it, i mean there's so many parts to it because you can change habits you can change lifestyles you can change so many different things with this modality which I absolutely love and I absolutely love taking my clients through that whole transformation okay I love that that's an amazing metaphor um all right so how would NLP coaching differ to conventional psychology because you're both helping people mentally so how does where are the key differences between the two so again, the biggest difference is 
working with the subconscious mind and that's the biggest thing with nlp is that we get straight to the root cause without having to get the conscious mind to understand the story so i don't want to know a person's entire life story i want to know what challenges that they are currently facing and then we can get to that root cause through so that's what neurolinguistics programming stands for it uses language to look at your neurology so through language in a session i can get to the root cause of a problem and have a breakthrough session and not everyone can, like some people will agree with me on this and some people won't agree with me on this but there are some cases where nlp won't work for a person and that's generally when we're looking at mental disorders and stuff then you 100 percent have to go to psychology you might have to go through psychotherapy so there are different cases that will not allow for an NLP practitioner to uh, facilitate your growth and help. Will it help you in some way and form? I definitely think so, but there are some cases where you need that deeper psychoanalysis or psychotherapy or psychology. Um, but yeah, if you are a person, I believe that is mentally fit, but needs extra growth then nlp will work really really well for you because we've all got baggage in life we've all got beliefs that hold us back we've all got those little voices inside our head that's like oh you want to do this well you can't you've all got that sabotaging voice inside of you so it's about getting through that to experience the growth that you want so a lot of the people i work with are athletes are entrepreneurs it's people that already have a lot of ambition but they're feeling stuck or a lot of people actually going through career changes and not knowing what their purpose is in life anymore so it's a person that's feeling stuck and frustrated they want to get to the next level but they don't know how to get there or they feel that they reached a ceiling in their business so a lot of the times i reach um i work with entrepreneurs that feel that they've reached for example i work with a lot of overseas clients so i'll speak in dollar terms here but maybe you've reached a five thousand dollar month consistently in your business and now you're trying to get to a ten thousand dollar there are beliefs that are holding you back from getting there so that's where i come in and those are the clients that i ideally will work with in saying that though i also work with a lot of clients that have anxiety and have experienced depression um that also nlp does work for that okay great because obviously we we're chatting now during um the beginning of mental health awareness week so it's great to know that you can help people people like me <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely Okay, so would you say that NLP helps a person form habits? Because I understand that your um, the Mind Your Hero brand is very focused on ritualism with your journaling and that kind of thing. So would you say that NLP ties into that as well? Definitely. So how NLP actually works is that um, a lot of people think that a thought is an intangible thing. But if we look at the mind, a thought travels through neural pathways and that little thought will go from this neural pathway to that neural pathway. And if it constantly gets thought, it forms a belief system. Your belief system becomes your identity. Your identity then plays out into your habits, your values, your skills, your capabilities. That then plays out into your environment, which is your friendships, your career, your everything. So if we had to reverse engineer this process, this is where NLP can really work. So if I had to say to you, um, hey, Abs, do you want to go outside and have a smoke? You would either say yes or no. And if I had to ask you why, you'd be like, oh, because I'm a smoker or because I'm not a smoker. Boom, that's an identity that you have taken on. So if we can change the identity by changing the thoughts and your belief systems, then everything else starts to change and you can do it either way. Um, so 
changing your identity for example a person who is trying to lose weight a lot of the time they come to me and they they might still be making jokes about people running or about oh you know um they, they might be making jokes about sugar or something like that the moment we actually look at that construct and we say okay but what would an athlete be thinking right now how would an athlete wake up and just automatically exercise how would an athlete do this everything starts to change because you're starting to become the person who's taking on the thought patterns of an athlete or the thought patterns of the person who has already lost the weight okay that's super interesting so all right now with regards to habits habits naturally form um not rituals sorry it's it's on the tip of my tongue now it keeps going away routine Routine. <laughs> that is the word I'm looking for. So, why would you say routine is so important in a person's life? So, there's a quote by Aristotle that I absolutely love, and it says, "You are what you consistently do. Therefore, excellence is a choice." Basically, I, I, that don't quote me word for word verbatim, but the quote something says something along those lines. And how you set up your day is how you are setting up yourself for success. That's why I personally love the journaling because it's also allowing your subconscious mind, which is the most suggestible early in the morning and just before you go to bed, because that's when you're coming out of or going into your theta state, which is where your brain waves are most suggestible. And if you can take a moment to just have a space to reflect or set up your day, things go so much better for you. And it's not to say that every day is going to be perfect. So I don't believe in positive thinking. I believe that you have to transmute the negative into the positive, um, but I don't believe in necessarily positive thinking. And that goes a little bit deeper. Um, so yes, I believe in declarations or affirmations as a lot of people call them. Yes, I believe in like good self-talk, but I don't believe in positive thinking in saying that, okay, cool. Like I can never have a bad day. No, you are 100% allowed to have a bad day. You are 100% allowed to feel your emotions because we are human. That's part of the human experience. So we can't be these happy rays of sunshine all the time. It's, it's yeah. not possible you have to lean into that darkness to become the alchemist of your life to then transform it into light. Um, but if you are a person that is setting yourself up for success more often than not, you'll be probably allowed to have a better day. So how I also like to explain it is if you wake up and you stub your toe, you spill your water down your top and you do all of these things as you wake up, you're going to have a pretty crappy day to follow because you're in that space, you're in that vibration, you're taking yeah. on that frequency. Whereas if you wake up and you're like, actually, I really appreciate the fact that I'm alive today. I really appreciate that I am able to, I don't know what it is, but like be in a warm bed, be able to eat food and you, you wake up in that state, you're going to attract more things into your day for you to appreciate. And what you appreciate, appreciates. So it's all about getting yourself into a different vibration because a lot of the things I work with as well is manifestation and the 12 universal laws, which all boils down to energy. And our energy equals our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and our intentions. So if we can align our energy every morning, the chances of us having those bad days becomes less, although you will still have a bad day. So it's never to say that you aren't going to have challenges. And there's, there's actually even a universal law to explain that, which is really beautiful. Um, but it's just about setting yourself up for success. So, yeah, you mentioned manifestation. 
I am going to ask you a little bit more about that going forward because awesome. that fascinates me beyond belief. Like I can't even begin to tell you how much it fascinates me. But um, so with regards to routine, this is something that I have struggled with. Um, routine shouldn't end on the weekend, right? Because if you're trying to create a habit, you shouldn't like, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do, you know, exercise. I'm going to meditate, whatever. That's, that's my routine that I'm trying to cultivate now in my life just to get like a healthy start to my day and everything. So I wake up at a certain time, then I go and meditate, then I go and exercise. I found that if I don't follow that through on the weekend, it's so much harder for me to get back into it on Monday. So this whole belief of it's Monday to Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, you just kind of slack off and do what you want. Would you say that a routine is continuous and you need to cultivate it every single day? 100%. So I also like to link my habits and routines to other things that I'm already doing. So maybe on the weekend, for example, you're already waking up a little bit later, which is completely acceptable. And you might be doing things a little bit differently. But what you can do is you can still link existing habits to habits that you want to form. So, for example, I love having tea and I speak about this a lot <laughs> in my brand in general. Tea is my absolute favorite. But for me, I've already always been having my morning cup of tea. And maybe for you, it's a morning cup of coffee, whatever it may be. But I link my journaling habit to that because journaling was something that was new for me when I first started it. And for me, having something that I was already doing, then linking it to a new habit that I was wanting to form made all the difference. So also you can link habits that you don't necessarily like doing into something that you do like doing. For example, I hate folding my laundry. I hate putting my washing away. It's just one of those laborious tasks that I just do not like doing. So now I've linked it to listening to a podcast because I absolutely love listening to podcasts. And then I'm anchoring myself into a different state, which is also what NLP allows us to do is anchoring yourself into a different state. So if, for example, you are terrified of public speaking, we can actually anchor you into a different state where it becomes something that you love doing because it's just an, a like a wiring <laughs> mishap that we need to rewire um so yeah i think on a weekend if you are doing things that are already in place work around those and link new habits to that but also don't overwhelm yourself so if for example during the week you're consistent with exercising meditating start just doing smaller chunks of it on the weekend. So maybe you're used to exercising for an hour during the week and meditating for half an hour. On the weekend, exercise for 10 minutes and meditate for five minutes. Okay. Don't overwhelm yourself. Well, that's all fair. Okay, so with regards to your journaling, I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about the Mind Your Hero Journal and what it entails and why it's so important for a person. Because I found like personally, if I'm going through something really, really challenging, the easiest way for me to get through it is to, um, if I'm truly overwhelmed with something, I write down what is overwhelming me. And then as soon as I look at it, I'm like, it's not actually that bad. Okay. We can, we see it and be like, all right, cool. Okay. I can get through that. So how does the Mind Your Hero Journal work and how does it help people through those kind of processes? 
So the Hero Journal is really beautiful because it's a self-guided journal and a lot of people don't know how to journal and it's become a really big buzzword in the self-help development world and it's become something that a lot of people are talking about but there's a lot of people that also don't know where to start because there's a huge difference between transformative journaling and documentation journaling. So documentation journaling is your Dear Diary approach. Dear Diary, today I did X, Y, and Z. And there's still nothing wrong with that but when you want to do transformative transformative journaling, there's different recipes to allow that transformation and that to allow that change. So the hero journal is a beautiful start to allow you to have a structure that I know has mental benefits in it. So for example, the first part is to state what you're appreciating and appreciation and gratitude are also very well-known topics at the moment. But like I said earlier, what you appreciate, appreciate. So if you're getting yourself into that state of really just appreciating what you have in life, you become more grateful because often people will reach a goal not feel fulfilled and look for their next goal and not feel fulfilled and that's why we see a lot of people that have made it to the top feeling so unfulfilled because they never enjoyed the journey they never enjoyed the process so that's what the hero journal allows you to do it allows you to enjoy the journey and it allows you to just take a moment to pause and to actually just choose a different set of glasses for the day. So that's how I like to explain it, is that the Hero Journal allows you to either put on your rose tinted shades and see everything through peachy and rosy tinted shades, or you could put on dark shades in the morning and be like, life sucks, life is horrible, life is happening to me. Whereas the Hero Journal allows you to know that life is happening through you or for you. So it's a great starting place. And it's set up in morning and evening um, routine. So it doesn't take long. It takes me about five minutes in the morning, maybe 10 minutes if I decide to really go into the creative space and get my creative juices flowing with that. Um, but it takes me about 10 minutes to journal in the morning and maybe five minutes in the evening because the evening section is just a bit of a reflection on how did you celebrate yourself today and how did you improve by 1%. So it's also, if you can improve by 1%, that's going to compound. So it's not even to say that you're going to be 365% better in a year's time. You'll actually be far more because today you're improving 1% on the 1% that you improved on yesterday and so on and so forth. So it becomes a very peaked curve eventually. All right. I get that. So now um, you speak a lot about helping people achieve their success and going forward. So naturally, um, this has a lot to do with communication. I mean, like a person can't just (laughs) walk into an office and not speak to any of their coworkers and then make it to the top. You know what I'm saying? So um, yes. Do you, first of all, do you help people better their communication strategy? Does NLP help people do that? Um, And also, since communication is one of the core necessities to society, why is it that so many relationships break down due to communication failure? Like, are we being raised incorrectly or something? Sure. So there's many different things that we could look at there. So... Okay, so NLP definitely does help you with communication because we do things like perceptual positions, which allows you to view different perspectives of how other people might be viewing a situation. And you then look at how you can input boundaries in a healthy and loving way. So it's never to be like, okay, well, this is my boundary and this is my defense mechanism. So this is the way it is or not. No, it 
it allows you to understand and respect, and I think this is a very big part of NLP, it allows you to respect everybody's model of the world. So I have a model of the world, yours is different, and I respect it, although I'm going to be confident in the beliefs that I hold. So it's all about allowing yourself to be confident in who you are, being confident in your belief systems, but also being open-minded to other people's belief systems, to other people's constructs of the world. And in terms of communication within relationships and all of those different things, there's a, a couple of different things, but it's, it's funny that you mentioned communication in relationships and the workplace, because one of the examples that I constantly use with limiting beliefs is, um, let's just say you are in school and you stand up on a Monday morning and you do your show and tell for the week. Somebody in that moment may laugh at you. Now they might not be laughing specifically at you. They might be laughing at something outside, but at the age of six, you are taking that on as trauma because that person is now laughing at you. And at the age of six, you don't know how to. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's something that a lot of kids go through. Um, but that other kid that laughed at you might be laughing at something else, but you've taken that on as they are laughing at you. You in that moment make a decision, which actually wires a neural pathway to say, I'm never going to communicate again because I get laughed at or because what I have to say is not important. And because you've made that decision, that becomes a limiting belief. And that then plays through your life in terms of you don't understand why you can't communicate in relationships. You don't understand why you can't ask your boss for a raise. You don't understand why you can't communicate to colleagues. And it's all because of that one moment where you made that decision. Mm -hmm. And that's where NLP is beautiful because it can literally get to the root cause. And in a situation like that, I'd often use time-based techniques because sometimes you don't know this memory. You don't know about it. But time-based techniques allows you to go back to that exact moment when it happened, resolve that memory, because if you're resolving a memory and you're filing it back into your subconscious mind, it dissolves it. And that when, that's when that limiting belief gets dissolved and you can start communicating again. Okay, that actually answered my next question for you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which basically was just around... Um, in your last tea time chat, because for those of you who don't follow Kylie on Instagram, A, why the hell not? And B, she hosts this thing every Tuesday and Thursday, which is called Tea Time Chats with Kylie. And um, in your last one, you, you discussed the past memories causing trauma. And that for me was so interesting because I was like, how are you supposed to know as a baby that you were upset? Because I've been told this before, that I had a trauma, um, a traumatic birth. So that's affected okay. my life going forward. And I was like, how, you know, first of all, when the counselor asked me that, I was like, wow, okay, I've never been asked that by any kind of counselor. Why aren't more counselors asking these kind of questions? And how would I know that? You know, because I mean, I don't remember anything from when I'm a baby. So how do I know that yes. that is the thing that's holding me back in my life? It's, it's baffling. It is. And I mean, time-based techniques, so it, it, it varies for everybody. Um, generally, what I find in my workings is that if somebody is very depressed, they have control issues, so they, they actually can't do time-based techniques very well in the beginning, just because we've got other stuff to work through first. We have to facilitate a whole process of you being able to let go. 
and moving that energy and shifting it and all of that. But once we are able to, so for example, on my NLP training, I actually went back to when I was three months old. I could see myself, I could experience how that was. It was, it was incredible of and it was so silly because I believe that I have to do everything myself. I believe that I can't ask for help. And I went back to a time when I was three months old and I wanted my bottle and I could see my dad there. And I was like, why is nobody feeding me? <laughs> and at three months old, that's what I took on. Well, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to have to do it for myself. Oh so my it was goodness. very, very interesting. Yeah, it, it's very, very interesting. And I often have clients that come to me and they break down in tears and they're like, Kylie, this is such a silly memory. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a memory that you've been holding onto or hiding for so long. They're like, but Kylie, it's so silly. Like, it's just me in a classroom doing X, Y, and Z. I'm like, it's not silly. It's something that's been there. And when we do that breakthrough, they feel so much lighter. They feel so much different. And the results have been phenomenal. So it's, it's really, really fascinating to see how memories can really affect you. Okay, so now we get on to the thing that has captivated my mind since our last tea time chat, and that is manifestation. So um, this is just really, you like hit a huge nerve with me with this because I'm like, I want to know more about this. How does it work? <laughs> so for people who, who didn't join your tea time chat and who haven't listened to your last podcast episode, because yes, I'm going to plug Kylie again here for her. Um, Kylie has her own podcast. Um, it's the Mind Your Hero podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts. That's where I've been listening to it. You're also on Spotify and those good things, right? Literally all platforms, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all of them. So podcast you, Bean or Bean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you listen to podcasts, Kylie will be there. So go listen to it particularly on the manifestation episode, because I was just like glued to my phone with that. Oh my goodness. I couldn't stop listening. So um, for people who don't know what manifestation is, could you, I don't know if it's possible, but could you quickly break it down for us and just explain yes. briefly what it is and how it works? So basically manifestation is bringing in things to your existence through your thoughts. Well, actually through your energy, which is our thoughts, our emotions our actions and intentions and basically manifestation works on the principle of law of attraction which was made famous by the book the secret so a lot of people will know about manifestation because of the book the secret or there's even a documentary on netflix it's a great place to start um i love it i also think that there's a couple of steps missing from it but it's a great great place to start so i look deeper into the manifestation process and almost go into the quantum manifestation world which is using the theories of quantum physics in manifestation but it's all about bringing your desires and manifesting money out of the blue and manifesting your relationship which is something that i have done um so you can manifest anything basically um that your heart desires and it all starts in your mind and a lot of old books also talk about this principle without maybe necessarily calling it manifestation so at the moment i'm rereading think and grow rich it also speaks about this concept of what you see in your mind is what will become your reality okay all right so this okay this is where i initially struggled with the secret because obviously when the secret came out everyone was like so nuts about this book and they were like, oh, it's going to change your life and all you got to do is think about it and what, 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 what. And I was like, that's all good and well, but thought without action is kind of moot, is it not? 
100%. So this is why I like teaching manifestation along with the 12 universal laws. So law of attraction is one of them, but there's also 11 other laws that support the law of attraction, mm. which not a lot of people know about. So when we dive into all the 12 different laws, one of them is the law of action. You have to take action in order to reach your goals and a lot of people miss that step like it sounds like common sense so for example you cannot manifest a healthy body without taking the necessary action so manifestation is magic but it's not like waving a magic wand and having your fairy godmother come down and give you a new body you have to still eat correctly you have to still go to the gym you have to still do the action but you can manifest health um so you know, it's really just about taking inspired action, which is quite different to action. So a lot of people just take action for the sake of being busy, but is it actually driving you closer towards your goal? Inspired action comes from this place of intuitive knowing of being in alignment to your goal or your desire, whatever it may be, and taking steps of action from that place of absolute knowing that it's coming to you now. All right. So um, one of the other things that you touched on quite a lot is um, the limiting belief system. So Hmm. why would someone have limiting beliefs? Like, does it come from lacking self-confidence or can it stem from someone being incredibly literal? So (laughs) um, I say this in terms of like, I always view myself as a realist, if not a pessimist. So a pessimistic realist, let's put it that way. So um, I don't know, like, if I had to tell myself, you can go be, you can go study like string theory, you know, for lack of a, an example, <clears throat> I struggle with my realist side to be like, no, you can't, because that is, it's going to take X amounts of years to get you all this and that and everything. And so where does the line, where's that line drawn between limiting beliefs and being like a, a realist? So being a realist is a belief. That's okay. a belief and an identity that you've constructed about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could look at where that came from with NLP, for example, but everything's actually a belief system if you think about it. And the best way to start noticing beliefs is the stories that we tell ourselves, oh, I can't do this because the moment you say, I can't because, boom, limiting belief. Okay. Um, I can't, and also the stories and the excuses, oh no, I have to be prettier before I can do this. I have to do this and I have to do. So that's when people are working from the have, do, be model as opposed to the be, do, have. So NLP teaches you that every human is completely like, it's unlimited what you can become. And there is no such thing as an unresourceful human being. They are only unresourceful states which is also something that NLP teaches. But we have to believe that everybody's potential is whatever they choose to to become. And I mean, this could go into another whole big conversation on what's meant for you will come to you in terms of ideas. So you won't get an idea unless it's meant for you and unless it's meant for you to fulfill. Um, So that's where we can 
go into like a whole, that's a very spiritual conversation of opening ourselves up to divine oneness and understanding that we are the universe in ecstatic motion. Um, so why are you playing small? But basically it all boils down to what are the stories that you're telling yourself? What, where are your challenges? And often you notice like a repeating pattern. So a big one that a lot of people suffer with is the very, very core root of I'm not enough. And when you're experiencing I'm not enough, you suddenly don't have enough in your bank account. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough love in your relationships. You don't have enough everything because as we've learned through NLP and manifestation, actually, because the two are actually very intertwined when you get into it, um, your external world is reflecting back to you how you're feeling inside. So your internal structure is what is creating your environment, which is your friendships, your bank account, your career, your jobs, your this, your everything. So your external world is a beautiful indicator of where those limiting beliefs are sitting. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's it does take a lot to comprehend. It does take a lot to comprehend. And the, that actually goes into the universal law, the law of correspondence. And it's the law that took me the longest to understand and to really get a grips on. But once you do, you start to realize how beautifully it transpires in your life and how it can really just teach you a lot about where you need to go and where you need to evolve. And when you do do those changes, the people that used to irritate you now don't anymore because mm. you've healed that wound within you the the situations that used to trigger you suddenly don't anymore because you've healed that wound within you oh my all right so there's a lot to unpack here <laughs> evidently <laughs> yes it's it's and, and that's why um so my signature program which is anisha hero it's a 12 week yeah. mentorship program because it literally goes through everything of deconstructing your identity of asking who you are we even go into the different layers of consciousness um your different intuition levels it goes into so much and it is so much to cover and i've actually even realized that going through anisha hero i'm probably going to have to have a second level version of it as well to go and do the even deeper work because we really are and i mean this is so cliched but we really are like aliens and there's so many layers to peel back so often Often with Anisha here, a person might start off with a conscious level of one. And that is um, where most people in the world are sitting probably. And it's not to say that I'm better, you are worse or anything like that by having different layers of consciousness. It's just everybody is experiencing the world again through a different set of lenses. So generally through Anisha Hero, people end up being, so there's only four layers of consciousness that they know about or can explain okay. about. Um, but generally during Anisha Hero, you get to like a level two or three. There's very, very few people in the world that are probably at a level four. And those would be people that are highly enlightened, like the Mahatma Gandhis of the world, mm. those kinds of people that have done a lot of work. So, yeah, you generally get to like a level two or three of understanding. And every time you unlock a new level of consciousness or a new level of understanding, everything makes a lot more sense and things will be dealt with on a deeper level so for example even with myself i've noticed a huge change i've reread think and grow rich a few times and only now since so i've recently started reading it again and this is 
the first time I'm reading it since I've done my NLP course and a lot of other self-work that I've done on myself. And only now am I understanding it at a much deeper level. So, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can even experience that in their lives. Like, oh, I watched this movie, but I never noticed this before. And I didn't understand this before or a book. And it's all about that growth and involvement and understanding things at a deeper level, because again, you're starting to understand yourself at a deeper level. And that's being reflected to you in the external environments. So um, (laughs) could you tell me a little bit more about Mind Your Hero and what you offer? So Mind Your Hero offers quite a few things, but I've tried to keep it really simple. So we've got the journals, which is obviously like our entry level offer that gets you into the brand. And it's a beautiful place to start with your inner work. Basically, our brand starts with everything Everything is self-love. So everything that we do is to improve a person's self-love, self-worth, because then when you're building that I'm enoughness up, everything starts becoming enough. So that's where we like to start is the journaling. We also offer short courses. So at the moment, we've got the 12 Universal Laws, which I've spoken about, which is a very quick 45-minute class. It goes through all of the different laws, and it's $12. So it's a dollar for each law. Mm-hmm. And we also got the online hero journal, which t- which has the hero journal in an online interactive format. Because of COVID, we obviously can't deliver our journals at the moment. So we came up with a different way for people to still access that information. And that journal also goes through to um, understanding how to free journal. And there's recipes on how to break through your own limiting beliefs, on how to practice forgiveness, on how to heal a relationship with yourself with time with money with another person so it's quite an involved course which is really nice and there's three different tiers so you can choose which one you want and then we have our signature program which is our 12-week mentorship program and I only take 10 people on at a time for that so there are currently three spaces available and a couple of people that have applied so I'm very excited to hopefully be signing people on that soon but there's only 10 people that i take on because it is a very special program and it's something that i invest a lot of energy and time with and we work together once a week for 60 minutes every week so it's quite an intense program yeah okay great so naturally kylie i could sit and talk to you for hours but i know that you're (laughs) a very busy human so um the last question that i've got for you is how have you stayed positive during this lockdown period? So for everyone who doesn't know, South Africa is currently in a lockdown state and it has been extended, but um, the severity has kind of been lifted a little bit. So I just want to know from you, how have you stayed positive during this time? And how would you, do you have any tips for other people out there on how they can stay positive? So I'm very blessed in that I've got a lot of tools in my toolbox now so I've got tapping I can do hypnosis I can do meditations and I'm not going to lie there have been some tough days I've probably had about three or four really really tough days of feeling frustrated or having an upset or you know just not feeling myself I know when lockdown was first announced I went I felt the energy around me I went into that complete panic mode of how am I going to be able to pay my bills and what and then I calmed down and actually focused my energy in a healthier way and looked at this as a blessing. And when I started looking at the gifts in the situation, um, again, I know that 
I don't want to be naive to the situation because I know there are a lot of people out there that are really struggling. Mm. And I have been trying my best to help people start businesses. I've actually just had a four day online free challenge of how you can start your business. All of those videos are still up in our Facebook group. So that's the heroes at mind group if anybody does want that support. But I've really been blessed in that this situation is made me the brand that I've always wanted to be. So it's gifted me the time okay. to really work hard. And I've actually had one of my best months in business, which has been phenomenal. I've also manifested that though. So I'm very, very happy about that. And I've also just realized that in a time like this, people are looking to thought leaders, people are looking to coaches, people are looking to healers. And I believe I fall into those categories. So I've had to stand stand up and show up and I believe I have done that to a large extent and I'm just trying to work from a place of how can I serve more people how can I really help others get through this time and I think by doing that it's also helped me get through this time because I can see even if it's just impacting one person's life of okay I'm feeling anxious but I now know how to transmute that anxiousness into faith or fear into faith or fear into love now I'm actually in a better position to just refocus my energy. Okay, so everybody, that has been Kylie and Bowers from Mind Your Hero. If you want to stay in touch with me during the week, you can get a hold of me on Instagram, which is six underscore minute underscore abs. You can hit me up on the Twitter, which is six minute abs. You can check out my, um, my blog, which is six minuteabs.com. Um, or you can send me a Gmail, which is six minuteabs at gmail.com. Kylie, what are your handles? So it's Mind Your Hero, at Mind Your Hero. We are on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the Heroes at Mind Group have a lot of free content in there for people that are wanting to improve their mindsets on the daily. And Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and obviously the podcast, as Abs mentioned earlier, those are my main sort of platforms, generally on Instagram or in Facebook. That's where you can find me and chat to me in the dms if you want to know more i'm always in there myself um send a message to me on facebook wherever you want to find me but i i love talking to people i love my hero community in fact i feel like they are my second family so it's beautiful okay awesome thank you so much once again carl's for joining us i really really appreciate this thank you so much it's been so much fun and could talk to you all day long <laughs> Okay, but everyone have a great week. And if you're in South Africa, stay positive.